Welcome everyone to the Power Half Hour. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, one of our very own. Um, I met this uh, great agent out in Seattle actually um, in 2017 at Thatch Wins uh, Springboard to Wealth event and been keeping in touch ever since. And uh, we actually got to partner together here at EXP, uh, I think starting 2020. So uh, today, I uh, would love to find out more about who he is. Uh, great agent out in San Gabriel Valley, uh, Mr. Kyle Ngo. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Is this San Gabriel Valley or San Gabriel? Just San Gabriel. Uh, it's it's the city of San Gabriel in San Gabriel Valley. Oh, got it. Yeah. So I wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, Kyle, uh, you, you got to share with um, everyone here, the, the audience, uh, your story. How did you get started in real estate? And uh, what was that journey like until today? Yeah, you know, I, I started um, as a realtor in 2002. So I, I graduated in 2001. And, you know, at that time, graduated college, I was um, just wanted to get a job, right? After, mm. after college, got a degree. And I had got had gotten hired at Countrywide Home Loans. What's right? that? Remember that? Countrywide Home Loans. Countrywide Home Loans. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. No. We don't have it here. But oh, yeah. okay. So it was like well, it was the biggest mortgage company back then. But now they they're gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I got hired there, and then my friend introduced this book to me called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I read it. I read it in three days. And wow. I'm like, I've never been in, in college, you know? <laughs> yeah, me either. Same thing. Yeah. That's like, crazy. Well, this information is really good, but I'm going to go to this job. I went to school for this. Let me just focus on that. Mm. Um, so I kind of put it on the side and, and then I, I started the job and try to climb the corporate ladder. And then maybe three or four months in, I'm like, this corporate ladder, I don't, I don't know, you know? Um, then I got one of his other courses and I'm listening to audio while I'm working about Rich mm. Dad Poor Dad. Um, and I just, that information from him really got me to want to learn more about real estate. Right. And I want to learn more about investing in real estate and then to create passive income. Yes. And so I say, we just become a realtor so I can learn how to do that. Yeah. Right. So about 10 months in, I, uh, I quit my job and became a realtor. Wow. And most realtors don't invest, by the way. <laughs> that's true. Right. Um, so that's how I started. Started off part time. I did it for two months, just nights and weekends, and then um, went full time and, you know, got a good head start. At that time, you could do loans and real estate. Oh. So I had some workers looking to buy and just referral base. And then, yeah. you know, had a couple of transactions. Like, hey, this is easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna drive for the next eight months. <laughs> oh my goodness, really? Yeah. It's like, hey, it's not as easy as I, it seemed, right? And but I had no direction, mm. right? There was no mentor. Uh, There's no one really, there's like top agents in the office, but right. they're really to themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was, I was young, 22 year, 23 years old. Wow. Um, didn't really have a coach or any training besides my broker manager who teaches the contract stuff, but right. No sales skills. Right. Um, and it, it was kind of a struggle in the beginning. Mm. Um, yeah. 
and then I was really up and down. Um, that's kind of how I started, right? Wow. So you and I have the exact, kind of the exact same story where um, we read the book exactly the same year, 2002. Mm. We read that book at the same time. Um, what you did that I didn't do was actually jump into it and start real estate. I procrastinated four years until 2006, then started real estate. But you jumped right into it, which was good. Obviously, you had to struggle a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, 2003, four, five was easier because the market was on fire in the States. This is all I've heard. Six, seven, eight. What was that like for you? Yeah, so six, seven, eight. So six and seven was still pretty good. Oh, um, right. And then when eight happened, you know, I was almost like, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready to maybe get out of the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was really blessed. I had enough kind of connections and people that I knew. And then I was able to land a, um, an REO account. Wow. Okay. I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah. So I landed an REO account and I was, I was basically helping the bank, like, knocking on the doors and wow. cash for keys and scheduling clean clean out, you know, um, working with evictions. Um, so canvassing these homes that, you know, are, are in default. Yeah. So basically nine, 10, 11 was quite good. REO, just REO. REO. Yeah. Mainly REO. Yeah. So, so back up a bit. I mean, uh, you said, you know, I kind of got lucky and landed an REO account. I, I want to know what, what, what really happened. Cause I, I don't believe in luck really. Mm. And you were back back then, so 2008, you have been in the business six years, right? So uh, how did that REO account come about? Uh, I guess, I mean, it's just who you know, I guess, right? So yeah. I've been in the business for about six years. So I have a relationship with a friend who is a financial advisor um, at Washington Mutual at that time. Mm -hmm. Now it's Chase. And uh, he has a friend they hang out with in like, what are those called? Um, like SEMA, like car, car racing, car, mm -hmm. um, you know, stuff. And one of the guys there is this friend of his who's an asset manager oh. at a bank. So, and then they made the connection. So I interviewed for it. I think they, they consider a few different agents and they, they, he ended up going with me. And wow. I, I made sure that was my client. I was like, hey, this is really an opportunity here. So I got yeah. to make sure they're happy, right? So That's awesome. Whatever so you needed out there. Yeah, you you service that uh, account to the fullest, I'm sure, like because everybody else was like starving at that time. Uh, the few agents that made it through uh, the 2008 financial crisis unscathed were, were the people who landed their REO accounts. But I do believe that because you didn't quit, you said you wanted to quit almost had to get out of the business because you didn't quit. That opportunity showed up yes right so so but it was tough in 2008 right yeah it was until that happened until that happened yes yeah yeah sure. it, it, i remember it was just like it was it's like man like what's going on right yeah, and yeah. i had all these investments and i was over leveraged and the market dropped that too right so i had, I had a short sale i had some foreclosures wow that stuff um, so then that was like, man, like, and my credit was so important to me at that time mm. when I had to let it go. I was like something, you know, about me, like, that's not right. 
right? Mm. So it was tough. So I think a lot of people was going through that stuff at that time. For sure. And when you accumulate uh, that many properties, how many did you have uh, during that time at the height of it? Um, like 15 properties. 15 properties at 28 years old, 26, yeah. 27, 28 years old. That's crazy. Right. So you were over leveraged, right? Mm -hmm. And you had to sell some of those even short sales, correct? Right. What was that mindset like? Uh, like, you know, man, I, I, I screwed up or like, you know, what would you say to yourself during that time when you had that setback? Yeah, you, you feel kind of like a loser. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. So how did you get yourself out of that? Because you, you can beat yourself up pretty quickly, right? Like you're going right. backwards, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think you got to just really um, reflect, right? Think about what we're grateful for, mm. what we're appreciative of, what's good in our life. Ah. I mean, you can't get that to that space right away. Yeah. Take some time of just being in your shit. Like, <laughs> right? It's just sometimes we have to be in there for a little bit and then we know, hey, there's no way else but to move forward. Mm. And then you just kind of take steps to move forward. And then you, then after a while, you realize, hey, these are just learning lessons. Mm. Right? We, and then when you, I, when you hear about successful people, many of them have foreclosures or bankruptcies. And it's part of being a business person. Mm, you know, I love that. Um, so I just take those all as learning lessons. Did better when the market started turning. Yeah. Uh, conservatively, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, that's great. So, man, um, I love these stories. Uh, how everybody got through two thousand and eight. I should write a book about that. Like, you know, everybody has a different story. Um, but what I heard there was really, you know, be be in that feeling for a bit, but don't stay too long there, and just start mm -hmm. to become grateful for what you have instead of focusing on what you didn't have or what you lost. Cause you could spiral down pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then when you stay yeah, grateful, I knew that I know. Hey, right now, be not. I'm in the eye of the storm. Per yeah. Se, like at the moment, but there's always going to be a light at the end of the storm. Mm. So I just kind of know that hey, this lights there. It's a matter of when, right? Yeah. This. I just gotta weather the storm right now to break through. I love that this too shall pass and there's always light at the end of the storm. Um, always a rainbow after the rain. Right. So just keep at it. Um, but why do you think most people give up? They just quit. You know, so, um, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I think sometimes you just don't hang in there long enough. That's yeah. probably most don't hang in there long enough you think is i'm done i'm done right mm. and uh, sometimes it gets to that point where you're almost going and you just stay a little bit further yeah then you you know and we don't know that little bit further is because it could be another <laughs> year or two or but we kind of hang in there um it's it's an unknown and it's scary, right? But I think uh, 100% of the time when I see agents that really stick it out that um, stayed and didn't quit, uh, they always come out on the other side um, successful. And it has made them stronger as salespeople, stronger as human beings, right? They just get tougher. And like you said, these are just learning lessons. 
So if you're going through a hard time right now, are you listening to this? It's only a learning lesson and this too shall pass. It's only a matter of time till you break through. It's not if you will, but, be, but if you quit, it, it won't matter, right? So now take me, take me from 2011 um, all the way to now, like what, what's been your journey like? Yeah, good question. So it's interesting. So after I got the REO account, and then the, um, that kind of dry, dried up. Yes, in, t in 12, I think, right? Yeah, in 12, it dried up. And, and, then, and then I started going back to just basically how I was before. Right. And I was doing okay. like six deals, seven deals a year. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do I do next? Right. And this is in 2012. I'm, and I'm like, I remember talking to my wife. I'm like, man, I've been doing this for 10 years. At this REO account, but now REO's dried up. Yeah. Like, I expect it to be by now. Right. Like, what do I do? So, is it, am I even meant to be a? Wow! Listen to this, guys. Ten years in, you're still wondering, am I meant to be a realtor? This is ten years in. You guys quitting at ten months. <laughs> right. This is that two, end of 2011. I had that conversation wow. and. I actually had I had applied for a job to work at the gas company to be an inspector in 2011. Mm. <laughs> I didn't get wow. fired. Um, <laughs> so a blessing in disguise, right? I was like, I had to make some sort of change. And um, I came across Thatch around that year. Mm. And I was listening to stuff and the law of attraction and yeah, and building advocates. And I really changed my, my business instead of like, what's in it for me mm. and serve clients. How do I Ooh. build a book of business? Actually advocates are like, what does advocate mean? Mm. And so I moved offices. I joined a different office to make a change. And basically I was really working with a lot of buyers, uh, doing a lot of open houses, doing evening events just getting myself more in front of people, build advocates. And I really just practice connecting with people, go above and beyond, delivering while through service. Um, and then, you know, I, I, Walt Disney has a great quote where he says, whatever you do, do it so well that they, they keep coming back and they bring their friends and family. Mm. Right, so how do I model my business to create that, which is similar to building an advocate? Yeah. Right. It really is. Yeah, and then once I and it's just about solving problems, right? And I remember this advocate started building. I remember we had a, a for sale of how do you say um, foreclosure seminar, and this one lady talked like, "There's no good agents in San Gabriel Valley. I'm a cash buyer, you know. No agents want to help me." And I'm like, "What's going on there? Like, what's why, right?" So I knew I needed to talk to her. And as she, was, she had to leave early, how she was leaving, I got her number and to call her, talk to her about that. And then when I called her at that time, she was looking for anything under $100,000, all cash, look for an investment property. And my initial thought was, no wonder why no agents talk to you, want to talk to you, because there's nothing at that price point, right? But I right. only had it in my mind. And I said, look, what can I learn here? So I asked her, I was like, have you seen properties that are less than a hundred thousand she goes yeah like in pomona in certain areas so i did a quick search i found three properties oh 
I went to go show her on Thanksgiving. And then like the day before Thanksgiving, and she liked one of the property, it was 84,000. I negotiated down to 75, wow. I'm on the phone negotiating and she's telling me, hey, it's okay, it's only 80 something thousand, I'll just pay. I was like, no, 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 let me just see what I can get it for you. So anyhow, I structured it all, got it for less, you know, less than what she was okay to buy it for. And then on the ride home, she asked me like, why are you working so hard for just a small deal? Mm. And I said, hey, it's not about the, the size of the deal, it's about do what's better. Mm. Right. And that was kind of when I started realizing, hey, that's kind of what building an advocate is because mm. she started, she referred me to a client and the client didn't call me, but she went, she invited that person to lunch to have that person call me in front of her. Oh, wow. Because she was a good resource. And then from that chain, it's like, I mean, from there until now, it's about almost 30 to 40 transactions just in that tree. Just from that one person. One. That one person. Wow. Yeah, they kind of. So this seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars sale turned into forty transactions. However, let's just say it's ten thousand per check. That's four hundred thousand dollars later. My goodness. Building right. advocates, guys. And it doesn't matter what price point it is. You go out there and serve. Uh, why do we have such commission breath all the time? Why do you think? I, I, <laughs> right? I know. I think it's just because we want to make the money. Mm. Right? We want to make money. And people are thinking, how much money can I make? Mm. That's crazy. So for, for young guys, uh, young guys and gals listening to this, uh, don't focus on the money, focus on providing the best service possible, focus on taking care of the client, then the money will come as a natural progression of you providing a great service. And if you're not making any money, that means your service sucks. <laughs> Am I right about yes. that? Yes, for sure. Oh, man. So that's how you build the business, guys. And uh, that's how Kyle built it until today. Uh, but today, your business is a little bit different. Now you got a team, right? Yes. Now I have a small yeah. team. Um, Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. What is, how is it structured? Yeah. So I have a small team. I, just, I work with my in-law. Um, so we kind of just manage, work together in that regards. So I kind of, I bring the business in just with my book of business mm. and what, if there's clients that really want me to work with them, then I work with them. If not, then I have my, my sister and brother-in-law handle the clients. Awesome. So and we continue to kind of nurture and, and stay and connect with them and provide a certain level of service mm. and continue to have the repeat and referral business. Right? Yeah. Going above and beyond. What do you, what else do you think um, is quote unquote, excellent customer service um, that you are now teaching you know your your sister and brother-in-law to service the clients mm. what does that even mean what does yeah, that look yeah. like right yeah so it's really number one is deliver while through service mm. okay. right quick res responding quickly and and care really care about mm. right they want what is their goals how do you protect them how do you take care of them treat them like family mm. right um, 
the process that I use that I learned from Batch is the gift process, right? So step one is we connect, connect deeply, right? And then step two is you figure out what they're up to. Mm. And these two parts are really important because you want to connect with them, understand their wants and needs, right? And then when you, you understand their wants and needs, you got to ha- continue to have a conversation where you, well, where you know that they know you know what their wants and needs are. Wow. Truly listening. Truly, right? truly Once, listening. Then before you even try to help them or sell them anything, they, they already know that you're listening to them. You're mm. They're already so comfortable with you. So the presentation itself is just a formality because they're already there to work with you. I One love more. it. So okay. while really the presentation itself, um, you know, showing the comparables or pre-qualifying, that's like, that's already like at the end of everything. It's connecting deeply and really understand that, uh, that you know, that they know that you know what they want. That's tough. Yes. It is. It's, it's applying to, right. Because it's, it's takes a lot of patience, a lot of listening, mm. right? A lot of listening and um, applying the gift and understanding the dis personality type that we're talking to. Right. Um, and I, I always do mirror and match um, right, when I'm talking to someone to make sure they're comfortable. Wow. Yeah, well, it just takes practice, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now, now you're 20 years in the business, uh, 21 years actually. Um, new agents, you got to practice and role play and mimic and, uh, you know, look in the NLP if you can. Uh, this is a crucial part of communication. And the more you learn, the more you earn, right? And I, what I'm hearing right now is that before you go into the scripts of uh, pre-qualification and closing the sale and listing presentation, you got to connect deeply and really truly understand what they're, they want to achieve. And if you can deliver exactly that, the presentation itself is a formality, like you say. So I think that's brilliant. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so yeah, now so that, you... that'll be. Go ahead. Oh. That's basically step three. Is we our presentation step three is to contribute to them, mm. right? And and if they're looking to buy or sell our system, whatever we're doing, we should feel totally confident that we're going to be contributing to them to their goals, based on what we're and how we do it. Right, wow. and then, but that step four is you wait for the miracle to happen. Whether you get their business now or something good will come from elsewhere. Yeah, truly connect deeply, understand what they want, then contribute, and yes. then you gotta let it go. Like the, the once you do that, you have to let everything because you've done your best. Then they'll they'll you need to let them come, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't need to oversell them at that point. It's like hey. Mm. You gave them everything that you, you show that you care. They, you understand them. They believe you understand them. And mm. You, but that they, you know that what their wants and needs are can help them. Right. That is really key. Should, guys. Yes. Yeah. I, I, sometimes you may not need to prospect as hard as you think you need to, because when you do more conversations, you might not need to talk to 50 people to get the same results. 
you know, what I'm hearing right now is you may, you, you may want to listen more, which will take a lot of time and patience, but it will get you the same results as if you talk, just going through the motions, right? So I think that's uh, all uh, learn from is go deep with people. Don't go too wide, especially in th today's market like this. So now that you build a team, your, you know, work time. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with my daughter. Uh, I pick her up from school every day. Oh. Work time, you said. <laughs> well, I kind of, how do you say, I'm enjoying more of my time than, than before. It was just all work, which was great. I built the book of business. Yeah. Now, and, um, you know, so now, now it's enjoying my time freedom. And I want, actually, I want to get agent attraction and, mm. and build that. So, yeah. I love that, man. And, you know, um, your your daughter is what eight years old now seven oh seven years old okay so i got uh i got more time freedom to spend uh w with my two little ones and uh, i really relish on that uh, that's so good for you yeah leverage yourself so you can spend more uh, family time i uh, really like that um what's next what's next for kyle you know What's next for Kyle to, to thrive in real estate and, and help my son create more income and, uh, and attract more agents and see agents that I can help. Yeah. That's amazing. You know? Dude, you're so calm all the time. I mean, very kind and non-emotional uh, demeanor. Or did you develop this through um, years of the grind? Ah. Uh, I'm sure for all, I've been pretty calm, but yeah. throughout the years, it's gotten better and better. How do I say? I always have that personality, but in terms of real estate wise, when I first went out on appointments, there's so much nerves. Yeah. Right? Nervous. Um, but now it's just, I know what I need. I just got to listen to them, understand that yeah. I understand. Contribute. I love that. So. You know what I've, how I built my career was through massive amounts of numbers, calling questions for a long, long time. Uh, it was not until I actually started the ratios went from a hundred uh, contacts to one listing taken. It was through like you know two to three years only, but I really learned to just connect deeply with people. So I think everybody has to learn that. Not only do we have to talk to a lot of people to succeed in what they want. If you combine the two, a lot of numbers with some empty, unstoppable. Right. Then you couple that with uh, social media and whatnot. Um, you're just going to dominate. Um, Kyle, I think, uh, for the audience to 2023 and going into 2024, what do you think? Oh, uh, right. If you really want to go get it, learn as that someone find someone that's already successful. It's so simple, isn't it? Kyle? <laughs> find a mentor, <clears throat> get a coach find a mentor and just never keep learning so you can earn a lot more money. So man, uh, phenomenal for sharing your story. And I think uh, a lot of people can take and learn from what you shared today uh, to go and crush 2023. How can people reach you if they want to join your team? I'm on Instagram, Facebook. If you want to give me a call, my number is 626-8. Perfect. Right, again, 626 